Night Out continues. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to talk with character actor Robert Treber. Um, and uh, he, uh, he was featured in the cult hit series Hercules and also Xena Warrior Princess. My son, my wife, and I and our daughter all watched you. Oh, great. Religiously. We, we uh-huh. really did. And um, I missed uh, the, seeing David Berkowitz, a.k.a. The Son of Sam. Oh, uh, in that's the, not on my website, actually, a little little uh, clip of it. Oh. Uh, yes, I'm, my website is this. It's Robert Trevor, R-O-B-E-R-T-T-R-E-B-O-R, that's he is in boy. My name is reversible. It is a palindrome. Uh, RobertTrevor.net, and you see you can see clips of uh, the Hercules show. You see the whole episode of Hercules. Oh and my! A clip of me as as the son of Sam as well. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about acting now, are we? We're no. going to talk about writing. We're going to yes. talk about the haircut. Who would be king? Now let's think about this, uh, Daryl, because you don't know. All right. I don't know what. You don't know. Well, you don't know a lot of things. But oh, thank you. <laughs> but you don't know who. Remind me to use you as a reference the next time. <laughs> he need anything. Oh, he doesn't know anything about anything. Right. What, what political figure would you say needs to have his hair worked on desperately? Well, the, the current, uh, current administration, I believe. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you yeah. feel about Mr. Trump really, Robert? <laughs> because I'm really covert in the book. Yes, yes. Uh, well, you know, he really, uh, he really is kind of like a nine-year-old brat who is uh, pretending to be president. And uh, his <laughs> comb over. I mean, I don't know if you saw that picture where the wind <laughs> from the back as he goes up the the, the plank to the, the plane, and he really is. Uh, how can I put this uh, discreetly? Bald, essentially, and the comb over kind of like covers a lot of stuff. But uh, especially now, and I think hasn't he actually called himself a king? Now that he's uh, yes. been uh, exonerated and he's still in office after impeachment, he really is kind of King Donald. It's, so my, my, yes. my, uh, my book, I think, was somewhat prophetic. I think you're right. And in the book, there's uh, the story of Donald D. Rump. Yes. Um, and, and it's very, very funny. But you, you. you have also concentrated in your acting career and now in your debut novel... In humor, and primarily, yeah, primarily. It's one I of mean, those things where, except for playing the son of Sam, which yeah. is ironic because I've done a lot. I've done some Woody Allen films by that point, and I did a lot of off-Broadway comedy. And well, at the time I was cast in 1985, this is again. I want to talk about the book, but I looked a lot like him, like his double, like Berkowitz's double. Oh boy. And then I did a lot of research, and I, I loved working with Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen plays the detective who captures him. And again, you can, ca- you can catch a clip of that on my website. But um, it was a combination of, of playing both The Son of Sam, which was not funny at all, no. and playing, you know, playing a kind of a psychopath and playing a salesman that gave me an insight and inspiration into our current president, because I think he is half of both. Uh, and I know this is a conservative station, so it's going to be a little weird for your listeners. But um, uh, I think, uh, and being able to be humorous, because look, the guy is in office, and some people support him, I know, but he makes a lot of people nauseous. He, he makes a lot of people sick to their stomach. And as one of the reviewers said, read my book, and you can throw away your antidepressants. You can throw away your antacids. You can laugh yourself to mental health during this administration. I'm really curious. Do you think that having a sense of humor 
and especially about oneself, as in poking fun at Donald. Yes. Do you think that's healthy? I mean, it's not just healthy, it's necessary. It, I don't think it's absolutely healthy, but it's absolutely critical to one's mental health, to one's physical health, to one's way of looking at the world. And that doesn't just mean laughing at everything like, oh, it, it trivializes it. No, no, no. I think laughter, the best laughter. Do you remember the film Dr. Strangelove? Oh, sure. That was one of the funniest films ever made, but it didn't trivialize nuclear destruction. It didn't, it didn't make people think less of, oh, well, if the bomb goes off, I'm going to be okay. No, it made, it made you laugh at something that was critically serious, but laughter can help illuminate ways of handling a problem. It doesn't trivialize it. I've been asked sometimes, is there a danger laughing off Donald Trump? You bet. We must not laugh him off. We must not normalize him, but laughing at him ridiculing him brings out his weaknesses and I think actually, you know, can help with the election. It's important, it's critical to have, and also a sense of self-humor. I can, you know, here I am in my bathrobe and I just woke up and I'm about 20 pounds overweight myself, you know, and I'm doing, but we all have to take ourselves lightly and, and be aware of the humor in the world situation. Absolutely. One of the things that, in Dr. Strangelove, when, um, I can't think of the actor's name when he the, the, he's the general. He, he played a lot of cowboy. Sterling Hayden. Is, uh, no, it wasn't Sterling Hayden. He was the guy who jumped on the 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 oh, bomb. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, Slim, Pick- uh, Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. And I w- when I remember seeing the film and thinking, this is a statement that we have to get up and and take a look at this and 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 not use nuclear energy and power. Right. Right. Right, you know, he was, he was so gung-ho, he was a gung-ho guy. Now, I don't know, just, just parenthetically, did you know that originally uh, uh, Peter Sellers was supposed to play that part as well? I did not know that. Yeah, he was going to play four parts in the movie, and it got to be too crazy with the schedule, but originally Stanley Kubrick wanted uh, Peter Sellers to play that part. But Slim Pickens was great. I mean, he was, a, he was on his little Texas, and he like, okay, boys, we're going toe-to-toe with the Ruskies now. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. In fact, I call, I call my book, in uh, my own description, House of Cards, Wrapped in Monty Python, because there's a lot of Monty Python burlesque, on the way to Dr. Strangelove. And I won't, you, we won't give away uh, the, the end of the book, the spoiler, but one of the uh, reviewers said, this book ends with fireworks that the reader can't even dream of. So it's a, I, it, I'm proud it, of that as well. It really is funny. What made you sit down and do this? Are, are you, do you consider yourself a political animal? Or are you just, uh, to, to quote another film from the 80s, you're just not going to take it anymore? A uh, combination of both. And by the way, <laughs> bring up stuff, man. I hope we have a little more time. Are you? My very first role in film was as an extra on the building in the in the film network in New York, and I was one of the crowd screaming. <laughs> I'm mad at and I'm not going to take it. If you've got, in fact, if you <laughs> watch network, I think it's like a uh, uh, minute fifty-two and a half. I'm on for like ten seconds with my then girlfriend shaking my fist at the window, and I'm one of the people screaming. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. That may be surprising to some people, including my my publicist, but that's true. That- uh, when you bring that up, so yes. I am mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I also am a political animal in that we all have to have a voice. You know, where it's democracy still, so far, royal 
monarchy notwithstanding, <laughs> the monarchy notwithstanding, we all have to have a voice. We all have to make ourselves known. And frankly, once Trump was elected, uh, I, uh, along with 66 million other people, I was shocked. My jaw dropped. And for the next several days, I felt kind of sick to my stomach. Like, what are we in for now? So, to jolly myself out of that feeling, I started writing. And I started writing some sequences. I started writing some caricatures about Trump, about uh, Steve Bannon, about Putin, about all that. And then I showed it to my wife, and she said, you know, this might be good for other people, too. So I wrote the book to make myself feel better, and then hopefully when people read it, it'll make them feel better as well. Why do you think we need to have humor in our lives when there are such catastrophic things happening around us? I mean, people laugh when somebody says, by the way, I have cancer, or yeah. uh, I was in a terrible car accident, or, you know, Joe's in a, in a coma. Yeah. Why yeah, do we um, need um, that? It is a kind of human defense mechanism. And again, it's not to trivialize it, not to ignore the need to handle the cancer or handle you know, person in the person. It doesn't. It doesn't say, "Oh, let's laugh at it and walk away." No, it. I think it, it. It's part of nature's sense of balance and mental health. And and it's again funny you bring this up, but I was diagnosed with acute leukemia eight years ago. I'm in. I'm in total remission now. I've been cured. But as soon as Thank I found God. out about it and went into the hospital. Also, just because it was in the cancer ward at Kaiser, and people were really, really in really bad shape. Thank so you, SAG get... Benefits. Okay. Listen, right? Robert, we are we're out of time, but oh, I'm going to invite God. you to come back, yeah, uh, and we'll do something else. Um, yeah. Hold on a second. Uh, the book is called "The Haircut Who Would Be King," and you got to look it up, folks. It it's on Amazon, and and. That's the best place, I think, to get it. Amazon. All right, check us out at facebook.com slash late night health radio or late night health.com. We continue and wrap up our program with Robert Clancy as we continue. Don't go away. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthere.com. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. 
This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghostwriting anything, from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. Night Health continues with our regular contributor, Robert Clancy. You can find out more about him at GuideToTheSoul.com. He's written a book called The Messenger, and uh, looks like that's going to be a movie. We've talked about that in the past. We'll have more information on that in coming weeks. Uh, I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. We're going to talk with Robert today about finding hope. Robert you have an inspirational thought for us to begin? Yes. Uh, hope is not just a glimmer of light in the darkness. It's the light that shows you how to defeat it and uh, defeating the darkness. And so the reason I brought this up is I posted this uh, on my page and somebody wrote, yes, but how? <laughs> <laughs> and I love the response because somebody, somebody actually, I didn't have to reply, somebody else did. And it just says, know that God always has a plan. And uh, no matter what circumstances, it's about not giving up. It's you know, and you got to walk away from the past and move forward. And it's really about that. And you know, whenever you're stuck in the darkness, it's, it's the darkness only inspires light to be that much brighter. So when you're in that period, hope is something that only exists if you believe in it and it and hold it in that space that is there for you. A friend of mine called me last night. And we were talking about careers and where they wanted to be and that they're not where they wanted to be. And a family member had called them and said, you know, you're really a failure. You've been doing this. It's more of a hobby. First of all, that's negative and and, and so... I, I'm not even sure what the word is. What the, you know, it, it was devastating for me to hear from my friend, and uh, they're they're a writer and speaker, and while they've been successful in the past, currently they're in a little bit of a struggle, and to hear that from a family member is really difficult. And I said to them not knowing what we were talking about, that there's always a chance. There's always hope. You can't give up. I remember when I told my parents that I was going to go into broadcasting. And they said, well, maybe you should major in business instead or psychology and I and, and have a, plan, a backup plan. 
I've never had one. So am I right? Persevere? Don't give up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's your passion. Yeah, that's what you want to do. So as long as you're happy doing it, it doesn't matter about all the other stuff. That's their journey. And it really has nothing to do with... Uh, it's their perception of how they would be going down that road, and that's fine. That's their own story. That's not your story. And there are people that have given up everything to do something that they love, and they're happy doing it. And that's really the key. It's, it's letting go of that perception of whatever success and failure is, is an individual case. It's not just yours. Some people find, if I'm a billionaire, I'm successful. Another person might say, you know, if I give away a billion dollars, I'm successful. Who's right? Both. But you, but you, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Most people today think of success in terms of money, right? Right. And there's a difference. Correct. There's a different kind of success that is individual for each person. And when you can go beyond that, yeah, you know, money is energy. Money helps you pay bills. Money gives you a lifestyle and a, and a comfort of living. Definitely. It gives you food. Uh, well, those things, but is it beyond that? I mean, you could still grow your own food. You don't need money to do that. So it depends on how your perception and your perspective of what you're doing. There's people that are highly successful running an organic farm that's, a, that's a self-sustainable. Are they successful? Sure. Are they paying with money to buy their food? No. They're growing their own. And then they're using the seeds and recycling and doing other things, and somehow they make it all work. And that works for them, and they work hard at it, just like you would work hard at making a billion dollars. Well, exactly. And, and, and you know, in this is a, a person who's in a creative field and has had a modicum of success. She won awards, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the financial strain uh, the 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 financial gain that she would like and at the same time I, I was thinking of a I, I uh, our book uh, my book uh, growing old sucks but it doesn't have to is coming out and I did an interview with a man who's 92 who works over 40 hours a week uh, drives day or night uh, is one of the most energetic people I've ever met and wanted to be an actor all of his life and a director and Mm -hmm. at the age of 30 he was watching somebody who was considered successful from the school he went to and he noticed that his clothes were threadbare and that the guy lived in a what was then called a cold water flat in New York and he seemed to be happy almost he was pursuing his craft, but he still wasn't making a living at it. I mean, I think it's 90% of all people in the Screen Actors after Union don't make any money or make very little. My point about that is that having hope, uh, 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 finding hope, it's got to include that financial part, doesn't it? Or am I off? It doesn't. You know, it depends on, like I said, it is, the money is independent of, of the success. The success itself is, is what success is. And that's how you frame it, whatever you're part of, you know, however you get there. Well, you know, having hope, uh, 
I would think, you know, I hope I don't get cancer. I hope I don't get killed in a car accident. That's kind of hope. But having a happy life, having a passionate life, having a successful life, that's all important in our 21st century American culture. And at the center of that is the fact that you want to be able to afford to send your kids to school. You want to be able to have food on the table. Uh, Most people don't live in a farming community, even though Daryl and I, Daryl lives on, on, on a semi farm. His avocados are outstanding. His lemons are great. I can't wait for apple season because it's the best two apples I've ever eaten in my entire life. They were really good. And there was some other kind of fruit you gave me that I've never had before. I don't even remember. Cherimoya. That's it, cherimoya. But most people don't live on a large piece of land where they can grow things like that. I stumped him. Well, it depends, <laughs> yeah, it depends on, it depends on the, the situation. Like I said, somebody did get that piece of land and worked toward getting that to then create that. It's all part of the process. All of that energy goes into what you need. So when you apply yourself and you, you set your GPS point where you're going, how you get there is your journey. And that's your journey, and that GPS point, when you reach it, is your success point. And that's how you frame it up. It's whatever you want to do. So if you're doing your job and you're reaching the people that you want and you're doing this because you want to spread the word of health and those things, then that's your success. That's your journey. I watch a lot of these Alaska shows on, on TV, uh, A&E and all of that. And, you know, to me, watching it, it it's it's absolutely horrible circumstances. It's, uh, you know, bad weather and cold and nasty and none of the modern, you know, circumstances uh, apply. But these guys are, wouldn't trade it in for anything in the world, you know? So it all depends on, you, you mean know, the, the fishing. The fishing. Uh, the, the, not the fish, just the fishing, but the people that are living there in Alaska away from everything. Right. 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 Yeah. Away from, and they from, want that. And they, and they, they, want they, that. they like the challenge. Yeah, exactly. And that's their hope. They're, you know, they yeah. found it. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's, it, it's, it's interesting to me because everybody does have a different definition of success. Um, at the end of a wonderful life, uh, they toast to the richest man in, in town, uh, you know, Bailey, and, um, and George, George, George Bailey, and 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 it's he's the richest man because he has so many friends. And I think that's one way of, of, of talking about success. Robert, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find out more about Robert at GuideToTheSoul.com, GuideToTheSoul.com. Well, that wraps up this edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen, along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Join us at LateNightHealth.com and at Twitter.com slash LateNightHealth. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. Have a good week, and most importantly, have a healthy one. Bye-bye for now. 
Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. The latest from the greatest, the best in new music by classic rockers, with your host, the insane Daryl Wayne. This is Alice Cooper, and if Daryl Wayne is insane, what does that make me criminally insane? Stick around to find out. Many of the artist interviews for the latest from the greatest have been captured on audiobook. There is a volume one and volume two. Great information and conversations with people in the industry and people surrounded by the industry and of course the rock stars themselves i'm the reverend al green and you're listening to the insane daryl wayne and i said wayne insane you can find it on amazon or blackstone audio search for the latest from the greatest from daryl wayne d-a-r-r-e-l-l-w-a-y-n-e hello this is weird al yankovic and you're listening to the insane Daryl Wayne, aren't you? <laughs> Every home has things it needs, things that need to be maintained, fixed, or replaced. The Home Depot is here to help you get it done. You can easily find what you need on our app, order it online with the push of a button, and have it brought to your door with free delivery on over a million items. We have the essentials you need, the online know-how you may need to do it yourself, and low prices that make it all possible. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.